0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Macavoy Super Value GAA Podcast, brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to look back over the Ulster Junior Championship Club Final, where Drumlane lost out by the narrowest of narrow margins against uh, Stewartstown from Tyrone on penalties. Later on, we'll hear from the Drumlane manager, Martin Dunn. First of all, I'm delighted to be joined by sports editor of the Anglo Cell, Paul Fitzpatrick. Um, Paul, fan of penalties.
1: No, I'm definitely not a fan of penalties I don't know about yourself I, I I think there has to be a better way of deciding it People might think we're only saying this Because two cabin teams have lost In those sort of penalties But we're, we're not, to be fair like e- Even if Tremaine had a won Interestingly, actually Almost a year to the, to the day beforehand Jermaine did win a final on penalties Which is Division 3 County Final uh, league final Against Killa Chandra But um, no, I'm not a fan I, think it's, I don't think Dremaine lost the game
0: I, I, Do you know what? I was actually saying that to myself as much as it'll go down as Drumlane losing in the final I I was thinking about the contrast between them and Swan Lambar and, mm. and how one didn't really win in Ulster final and the other didn't really lose in the final. You know Yeah, and,
1: and yet Swad went on and end up in Crow Park mm. that year. Um and Drumlane season is over. So I ah, look it's it's uh, it's a sickener, It's an absolute sickner. It's sudden death and penalties as well. Um you mentioned to me I didn't cop it that there seemed to be a discussion between Martin Dunne and the Stewart's Harps manager at the final whistle
0: No wasn't me to mention it to Oh it
1: wasn't you to mention someone mentioned to me that, that you could see at the final whistle <coughs> that they were having a, it wasn't you sorry I know who it was now uh, that they were having a discussion and he seemed to think that that there might have been a conversation that saying let's just push for a replay or something That he, okay. he seemed to think it was quite like a conciliatory type of discussion I'd love to know what was said there that the Stewart's manager approached Martin Dunne and the two lads were chatting and he he seemed to be asking him a question Or proposing something to him Now maybe that was wishful thinking It was a German man Said it to me um, Look I think if both teams Were asked at that stage What do you want to do I think the boat would have said Let's go again Wednesday Or whatever
0: Yeah yeah, I think so too Do you know I had a few people Are talking about it Like I do I can understand Why it needed a result On the day I, You know two weeks time Sewerstown are off to Scotland They, they play the Scottish champion So that takes a bit of planning you know, I, I, I perfectly understand it It's the actual penalties that I don't I People are saying the excitement of the penalties are great There is excitement I think there'd be as much excitement If you threw in the ball and said First team to score wins Because Now it would end up with 15 players going straight behind the ball Whoever loses And the other 15 going all out attack pretty much But I still think that there'd be a bit of excitement to that game as well I think there are a number of different options. Somebody else was suggesting on the way into a game there that you go with twenty-meter kicks, but at five different points across the line. So you know, narrow out on the sideline is the fifth kick. You know, which is again more in tune with our game that's, than, than that's penalties. the
1: thing. That's the thing. No matter what you go with, if it's a, if it's a, a test of skill in that regard, it is quite arbitrary. But like soccer is a game where you're kicking the ball along the ground all the time. Um, you're you're taking corner kicks and so on. You're taking a, you're taking all three kicks in the match off the ground. Like it's it's not a skill as much in our sport, and it's it's a complete yeah. lift from soccer. Like it's yeah. going, why didn't we go with something from rugby if we're going to go with something from soccer? Like it's it's not um, an ideal way to finish a soccer game, and it's it couldn't be much worse for finishing a Gaelic game. Why why don't they go? Say we're we're going to go another ten minutes, and every minute we we remove one player per team and you know i, I, I don't know, i'm just pulling this pulling this out of the air but like something like that until you get down to nine aside and then there's going to be a score like yeah you know i don't know maybe maybe you just need to keep replaying personally i i, I even think a, to- a coin toss is is preferable because at least you're not creating villains and heroes and like it's 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 just i am against it maybe a yeah, coin toss yeah. is too far but coin, co-
0: a coin toss might just be too far and and the villains and heroes I don't necessarily know that they agree with, with that because in any situation, in any result, there's going to be a villain and a hero You know, mm. there, there has to be, so if you go to free kicks or you go to sudden death Oh well, you didn't block that kick, oh well, you missed the kick, you know,
1: what, whatever the case may be but remember when Mullerhorn won on, on free kicks? Mm. Like, I'm starting to think that that ever actually really happened, but it yeah. did happen, didn't it? It did! And like, so that rule changed, that was only in for a short time obviously Do you know why it changed? Most people couldn't hit the kick
0: the, the conversion rate of it was was tiny, and that's why that Mullerhorn win was actually spectacular, because I think Mullerhorn won it on four kicks, or maybe even three kicks. They were three kicks from 40 meters wasn't Yeah, they? yeah, yeah, or maybe 45 now. Again, my, my my memory on the exact detail might be a little foggy, but it was definitely... Mullerhorn hit all their, their kicks, whereas the Derry champions, I don't think, hit any. So that would have been, I think, 3-0. Could have been the the, the final result on that, but yeah, yeah, it was the conversion rate was very, very poor from distance from the free kick distance. That's why that changed.
1: Yeah, didn't know that.
0: Yeah, so again, again, it's it's something it's something to (coughs) uh, to look at. Look, look back on Drumlane's game on the first half. They'll be kicking themselves. They were well the better side went in uh, six, five, sorry, five seven ahead at half time, but in reality, in that first half, they should have been. Five six points in front.
1: Yeah, like Martin Dunn said it after the game as so well. We'll hear from him in a minute. Like he he said as much, and and it was it was a fair fair point. Like, like they they were comfortable, they were completely in control of the match. Mm. That said, they, they should have been further ahead. Um, I thought they they got so much right in their preparation. They approached the game in a, in an excellent frame of mind. Like, um, you know, they they weren't going to let the occasion bypass them. They, really, they I thought they really went for it early on. Yeah, and that was that was huge. So. Look, it's 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 unfortunate that as a game progresses, especially a final, you're always thinking, and especially, I don't know, maybe we're in awe of own or in awe, in awe of, sometimes of the other teams in Ulster, but I always feel that that sense is growing and growing that this is going to come back to bite us, that we should be further ahead. Mm-hmm. And I, I got that sense that we should, you know, it almost felt inevitable that time were going to come back.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that we, Because we spoke about this on the Diehards podcast I was kind of thinking about it says, I don't know if that's a, a case of the opposition Or if we played a Mead team or a, or a Common team Would it be any different? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean I, I don't think it's an inferiority thing with Cavan with, with and Ulster the, the more I thought about it after like, I think it's more of a situation that My God, we're after playing so well here but we should be further. Like, we haven't made that count. And then that builds up an anxiety. That builds up an issue. Like, now, looking back on that first half, Harry Clark was was excellent once again. Like, he pulled off a really good save um, in that first half um, from the midfielder coming through top corner, ball heading towards it. There was another missed goal chance for Stewart Town. So it wasn't as if they were without chances. But the way I'd have put it was that it was almost like Gowna and a Skilling. Gowna were terrible in that first half Enniskil were much better side and yet Gowna were still in the game Stewartstown were probably coming in going Jesus I can't believe we're still in this game we still we still have a chance of winning this and and, and in fairness to Drumline in the second half they started off well like they it didn't look like the tempo or the momentum had changed at the start of the second half um i know they, they reduced the gap to a point three minutes into the second half they were given a second yellow then at that point and it was the right call which was uh on the wing half back tiernan and rush after them losing the free taker who had scored four at that stage Garrett devlin it it was one of those things you were going everything is working in drum favor here and that was my thought at the time. Like, they've lost Gareth Devlin. Okay, well, they haven't scored from open play and they're losing their free taker here. And then the, the man who steps up to take the <laughs> next free for, Drum, or for uh, Stewartstown, he goes off on a second yellow. And you're thinking, they've lost their second choice free taker here and they still haven't scored from play. I thought, this is all working for Drumlane. It's all working perfectly. They're down to 14 men. At that moment in time, I thought to myself, there's no way Drumlane can lose this game. Like they, they're, they're the better side. They're working harder. Everything was working for them. And that was the switch that turned against them, and that's the really, like I remember saying on commentary to Mickey Graham, how often do we see that happening in in with teams where they think, particularly, particularly lower grade, if you know what I mean, like as in a junior team or even on the rage team that you'll or an intermediate team that you'll turn around and and. Everybody would expect somebody else to do the running. Everybody else would expect somebody else to to do the tackling. And because everybody else is expecting it, nobody's doing it. And and it, that just felt like that's what happened with Drumlane. And and I think the losing of the game for Drumlane was actually Stuartstown getting the man sent off. Well, Martin Dunne
1: basically identified that too. Like he said that, that 15 minutes or so they couldn't get out with the ball. Uh, Stuartstown put the big press on, and and Drumlane just weren't able to get out with the ball and. That they probably never would have gone with that big press only that they were forced into it. Yeah. So yeah. it's probably just a unattended of unintended consequences. You think it's going to be an advantage to you and it turns out that that they weren't able to handle the press in those few minutes and as, as Dunn says they started making mistakes which they haven't made since probably the early days of his tenure maybe. Mm. January and February. He didn't say which what those mistakes were but things that they, that had maybe they had a habit of doing and they had coached out of them or they had highlighted for them. Look it was I know Martin Dunn has he marked himself out and now as one of the was one of the best up and coming managers. I'm just trying to think is there anybody in the bracket with
0: him? I don't think there is um off the top of my head because not and it's funny I was actually thinking about this as well is is that the the success um being where we we nearly always talk about managers because of their success and then you feel like that's actually dictating whether you say they're a good manager or not. But I think in, in reality, what success is a marker that is going to show that something is doing well. It's very, very rare that you have success without something being done well, without, without the management doing well. But in this case with Martin Dunn, win or lose, I think when you look back on the year as a whole... He was very, very impressive. I think his decision making, he showed he showed the ability to change a starting team, the ability to make changes in game, even early in game, like the Francis Lunny substitution when he was on a yellow card and then as soon as he gave away the next foul, he was off. He didn't get a chance to even get another play in. Like it was it was done. Um I, I, I was very impressed with him. I thought he got his matchups right. Tactically he was tested because he came up against you know, teams that went high-pressing on him. He went. He came up against teams that went blanket defence, and he dealt with all. And I thought that he had his homework done on every single opponent that he came across. Him. So, on top of that, then, you have the fact that Drumlane got better as the year went on. I think that's that's kind of the, the standard thing for me, and that's that's the most important marker for success, is that, you know, Drumlane at the start of the Championship, hammered by Arva. Like, the scoreline didn't flatter Arva. And yet by the end of it, they were as good as and, and slightly better than Arva when it came down to the crunch and then pushing on to an Ulster final where they were good enough to win it. They were the better team on the day. And I, I don't know that I'd have said that about Drumlane. In fact, I know I didn't say that about Drumlane. I said that Arva, to me, would win Ulster. And in hindsight, you, you, you still probably wonder, would they have actually got over the line because they've more experience in the team than Drumlane have, I think.
1: Hmm. You know, had they had
0: they beaten Drumlane.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Well, if you look back at, at the at the county championship, like within the junior championship you had two Division Two teams and you had another team who got out of Division Three which was which was because hmm. yeah, obviously Temple Port were intermediate they top Division Three. So they had to play the other the other two, you had three division two teams. Sorry, you had not Bride, Jermaine themselves in Arva, and then you had Drummond Lee getting up to division division two. They had to play the other three of them. They actually played Arva twice. Uh, then they had to go into the preliminary. We were saying the, the last day, like Den managed to win Ulster last year in great style, but managed to do so avoiding uh, Tyrone and Monaghan, mm. who I would say Den were the first team ever to win the Ulster Junior Club, didn't have to play Tyrone or Monaghan along the yeah. way, but Jermaine um, have to go and beat. Monaghan, not just beat them in Monaghan but beat them in their home pitch in Clonus which was a mm-hmm. magnificent achievement and then they had to go and beat their own and they all that thrown at them and still didn't even lose it in, in the ordinary shootout lost in sudden death in the shootout so look, it's unfortunate that they didn't have an Ulster Cup to show for their efforts but what a season
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely Just bring it back to the game I, I do think that there's one other point point that, that and again, we'll not... There is the debate about, oh, we're always saying that that there's an excuse as to why Cavan teams don't win. But it would be remiss not to talk about a talking point, which is the Michael Owens shot. Now, in real time, I was 100% sure in real time that it was over the bar. And I've subsequently seen the video on it, and I still am convinced on the video that it's over the bar. Um, if you take the point from where Owens takes the shot... And where it hits the back of the net to come down. I don't see how it was wide. I, I, I don't see it, but it, again, it's small margins, but for me, <laughs> the only point that I would think that Michael Owens done wrong, if there was only, if there was one thing he done wrong, and, and talk about his two points before that, like phenomenal, stepping up. Mickey Graham described the first one as, reminding him of his uncle, and, and it was. It was Derrick McCabe with a right foot. It was just brilliant, lovely long range effort. But the only thing that Michael Owens did wrong in that dire moment, when he had the balls to step up and take the shot on, when he had the execution to hit the shot, he didn't argue. He should have jumped up and danced like he was after winning the Ulster final, which he was, and and really made the officials think about it. Because mm. I think maybe Drumlane or Michael Owens as a whole, the, 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 either the, the team or Michael Owens, they, they, they accepted the decision a little bit too easily.
1: Yeah, but I only I only saw the game on video, so I suppose I can't I, I don't I couldn't say it. um yeah. the, I video the video isn't was, conclusive. It's not conclusive. Yeah. It's not. And I, I have heard from Lane lads Drum Lane lads sent me the video and I was like, What's that supposed to prove? Because mm. the video is not conclusive. But I, I, several people I spoke to that were at the game thought it was over the bar, like so I I'm not gonna say one way or another if it was over, but you told me an interesting cameo you had with Mickey Graham in the, in the press box, which was kind of Illustrative where, where you could see Mickey's expression changing, yeah. he sensed that the, the umpire's not going to give this.
0: Yeah, because well, what happened was the the, so the shot was down to our left hand side. I screamed because the score was over the bar, and as you do when in commentary, you turn to get the reaction of the analysis or the, the analyst with you. And I looked at Mickey, and his facial expression changed while I looked at him. Um, so it was one of yes, it's over the bar too, oh what's going on here? And he, he said to me after that he he seen the referee going for the notepad and then he just looked at the umpire and the umpire was coming. out. in fairness, the umpire comes out quick, but the umpire then he he kind of was by the body language of the umpire that, that he mightn't actually give this. So it was it, it was one of those ones that, that now again Mickey Graham felt it was over the bar. Um there was an official from from Monaghan that was there at the game and said it was definitely over the bar. Um, so I, I I do believe it was over the bar. I, mm. I firmly believe it was over the bar. But I again, I, sometimes you gotta go and it's that underdog. It's that underdog tag that it was an easier decision for the referee not to give that or not to argue with the umpire because the underdog was kicking it. You know, sometimes you gotta make yourself. Louder than the favourite and, and, and make it more difficult For the, the referee Not to give the damn mm. thing Because yeah. I think that, that That may have been Now and again I'm trying to think back Because I was looking To Icky Graham And then to Back out onto the field I don't recall Any sort of remonstration By Drum Lane In real time And, and I think that that's, that's part of the big thing on it That, that, that That's so yours, the only question
1: I have on it So time We're going for the quick kick out Yeah So maybe maybe they didn't it, get time we could, we could be sitting here and saying sure term might have broke out and we would probably be sitting here saying well that's the immaturity of drumlane criticising the officials and the ball's up to field over yeah. the bar so yeah. we have to give them credit for that but look over a long season I would say it probably evens out if you remember Arvid should have had a penalty against Drum in the county final um, the
0: drawn of, the drawn free in the county final was bought yeah
1: that's right that's right yeah I forgot about that it was a Dara Dolan yeah, yeah. so yeah. it probably does even out, but that's not going to make it any, any easier to swallow for the Drumlane fellas. No,
0: no, definitely, definitely not. Um, I suppose looking at Drumlane, and as you said, for, from a whole... Um, actually, sorry, before we, 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 we conclude on Drumlane, let's hear from their manager, Martin Dunn. There's no way to lose a game closer than Dad. How are you feeling after it?
2: Yeah, look, we're absolutely devastated. We've gave everything that we have for the last... First training session we met on the twenty second of January. These boys, anything that I've been asked of them, they've gave it to me and they've given it to me it in bucket and spadeful. So, look at to, to come out the wrong side of that is is absolutely devastating and that's going to be a tough one to to take.
0: Ryan Connolly was absolutely sublime throughout the game. His
2: free taking was exemplary. What did you say to him after the penalties? <sighs> look at, I just said to him, we wouldn't be here without him. He's he's pulled us out of. Any amount of holes um, in this championship, and look, what, there'll be no one more disappointed than Ryan. He, he, he's probably one of the best club men I have seen in 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 GAA because what that man has done for that club behind the scenes, he goes, he buys footballs, he get cones organised, he get gear organised, and he takes it all and does it all himself. And there'll be no one, no words will help what Ryan's feeling. But look, at we'll be there for him and. We wouldn't be here without him.
0: I think I'm right in saying you wouldn't be there without him. He was the man who made the call to you.
2: Yeah, well, look at um, look at. It's about the team now. It's not. It's not about. Uh, it's not about me. But um, look at it's just absolutely devastating not to not to get the win there.
0: Looking at the, the game itself in the first half, you were well the better side, looked really comfortable on the ball, created great chances, conversion rate was exemplary. But maybe discipline at the back cost a little bit. They they lived on freeze, didn't they?
2: Yeah, the first half they got. I think they didn't score from play in the first half. And like they have good forwards. Like so, look, we tried to put as much pressure as we can them. Yes, we probably went to, stepped across the mark a wee bit too much. But I thought in the first half we should have probably been four or five up at at half time, and then. I looked at it, The sending off probably didn't help us at all, I, I thought we were in complete control of the game and I don't think they were just full press, we just couldn't get out for them 10 or 15 minutes and I got them back into the game and we panicked and we did stuff that we weren't doing since the start of the year and we, we thought we'd come away from that so that's probably one that's it, it's, it's disappointing that them 10 or 15 minutes where we should have kicked on we actually let them get back into the game and I'd say that's probably where the difference in the game was.
0: It was one of those situations, you say,
2: they actually didn't score, the first point
0: of the game was in injury time from open play, the rest of it was all on free, so defensively in open play, you were, were quite good, it was just that they seemed to be able to get the freeze in the crucial areas.
2: Yeah, like I, I have to say, like I thought, we, I thought we defended really well, like Dan Lowe, like I've watched four or five clips of that man, and like, Donal Monaghan was outrageous there today, that man was Unbelievable. I, I'd say Dan Lowe will tell you that's probably the toughest man he's ever marked because Dan Lowe's a hell of a player and, and, and Donald done a serious, serious job on him. So, look, i just I'll go back to it. It's just so disappointing that we just couldn't get across the line. Talk to us about
0: extra time because they get a penalty, score the penalty, you're three points down. You have a bit of time to come up with three points. Considering it was a six-day around, it was a massive, massive thing to try to claw back and your boys done it brilliantly.
2: Yeah, I actually when we when we came into the huddle at, at half time and extra time, I actually smiled at the boys. I says, "Boys, we're not going here because I knew I like them. Boys never give up, and I know that to just keep going. And I knew they were going to sit back and try and. I said to the boys, "They're going to sit back now and try and hold on." I says, "Push up. We went man for man at that stage, and I says, boys, we will get the chances.' And look, at there was probably a shot there from Michael Owens that I'd say ninety five percent of the people in the ground probably thought it was over, but um, we didn't get that call, and I suppose." You win these championships on fine margins and a wee bit of luck, and I suppose we just didn't get the luck the luck today. Yeah,
0: sometimes, and when it comes down to penalties, all you can say is there's a bit of luck. But looking at the year as a whole, though, it's been one hell of a journey to, to go on with these boys, with the community in general.
2: Absolutely, um, as I said earlier, anything that I've asked of these boys, they've gave me anything I've asked of the club to put in place, they've done it. I, could, I couldn't have asked. I couldn't have asked for a better club to come in for my first year in management. Anything that he did ask of them. They did exactly that and I have to say now, in the last, since we won the county final, the community spirit in Drum Lane just engulfed us all, and the atmosphere, it was football mad, I wouldn't say there was a thought of the World Cup in the school in, in Milltown and it'd be all the rage, it was all about the match and all about the boys, so look at it, it was, a great, it was great to be involved in and something I'm sure we look back in, in time to come and be very, very proud of, of, of getting this far.
0: Something I've never seen on, on a football field after a final before was the Dremelaine community doing a guard of honour for yourself and, and the lads coming off. And then the Stewartstown
2: supporters in fairness join in at the end. A lovely, lovely moment. Something I've never seen before. It's something you'd nearly see with uh, the rugby players doing at the end of a game. But that's what it meant. And that's these boys are, are superheroes to kids in Middletown. It's, it was the... Salas and the man is last year as Brian Seagrave says and now it's the Dara Dolans, the Ryan Conleys, that's all that's on these boys, the Donald Monaghans, it's that are on the kids of, of Drumlane and it's it's great for the club of Drumlane because this this journey is gonna inspire so many young kids in, in Drumlane and that's such a young team and Drumlane is in it Drumlane Club as a whole is in a very, very good place.
0: One last player that I, I
2: feel deserves special mention, Harry Clark really stepped up there, didn't he? Absolutely and I said it a few weeks ago he's like a cat in the goals. He's I knew he was going to save minimum of two. He's probably a wee bit annoyed himself that he didn't save the first one. It was it was hit there he got a strong enough hand to it like but look at Harry's been excellent for us all year and look at he done his part in the penalty shootout to be fair to me he, he stopped two so I couldn't really ex- expect much more from him. I know it doesn't feel like it now,
0: but one hell of a year, Martin, a massive accomplishment here getting to an Ulster final, being so close, you have to look back in time, you look back with pride.
2: Yeah, it's not easy to look at that now, the finals are for winning and unfortunately we didn't win, so um, look at times a healer and that's really all I can say. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles,
0: have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.brady'sarva.ie for more details. Trimlane, as a whole, though, I, I, I do... firmly believe they made progress this year like if you look at it james McCahill, mark mcguire became massive players for them in 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 defense and they had their turmoil in terms of personnel in the back line where josh marsden missed out some games shane dolan missed out on some games they kept on they had to change personnel there donald monaghan missed out on some games and they dealt with it all so they got a lot of experience into a lot of players and that's not to mention a forward line that we're talking about, and had mentioned that there were a quality, quality forward line. What stands out for me is the oldest player on the forward line is Ryan Connolly. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing, yeah. Ryan's probably 25. Yeah, so. something around that, yeah, yeah. 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 And and he is the the oldest and most experienced. Like, Darrell Dolan's only 22, 23 years of age. Michael Owen's 21. Uh, Daryl McGoran, 20. Cormac Flynn, 17. Liam Belton, 18. You know, and they all had big, big games throughout yeah. the championship. They shared the load. It wasn't that they, they overly relied on any one player or two players. They all had massive games at different stages.
1: They really had, yeah. They really had. Um, obviously, their keeper, Harry Clark, was young. He was with the County Under 20s a couple mm. of years ago. Dowell Monaghan was on the Sapats. McCrory winning team, which is seven years ago now, so he's 25 odd. Um Marsden. You know, they are very they are very young up and coming side and like their next goal has to be going on and win an intermediate championship now yeah yeah.
0: yeah. like I, I remember thinking you always say i'm sure after a junior championship provincial run uh, and even after a junior championship title win in Cavan or intermediate <coughs> we don't want to win another one you never want to win a second one because it showed that you regressed at some period but with this age group, with this age profile in Drum Lane, it's very achievable if they continue progressing, that they could go on and win a, an intermediate in time. I don't think it's going to be, happen in the short term and if they stay the journey, but I mean short term as in next year. But year after that, year after that, they should be really putting sights on it and saying, right, well, we're a mature team now. Let's go and make a big, big push for this.
1: I don't see why not, because I think... This journey they have gone on In this championship Is four extra championship matches Against yeah. quality opposition Against teams who have Won championships in their own county So I would say In terms of development There's like two years in one Yeah So they're yeah. fast tracked in that sense Now obviously there are a few lads um, Who are the wrong side of authority That that have put many years into it But those lads are still very fit I was just going to say that They're not They're not the wrong side of 40 No They're not in their last no. legs like, No man. We're no. seeing footballers now In our every club Staying on up yeah. around the 40 mark and, and doing well Yeah, Colin Parkson yeah. talks about that on Twitter our lads still doing it for our clubs yeah. and like he's always listing lads who are playing in senior championships around the country and scoring highly and, and all the rest of it so mm. the, the Most li- lads in our 40s are in great shape <laughs> <laughs> Don't rope me in I'm clinging to my thirties. The, the, li- the lifespan of, of footballers uh, yeah. In terms of their playing careers, it's definitely increased.
0: It definitely has. It definitely has. Well, look at hard luck to uh, to Drumlane. It was a hell of a year and, and a hell of a good club journey. Final point on it has to be mentioned is the the guard of honour at the end. Somebody said to me that uh, I I I don't know where I I must have said it on the other podcast that. You know, I've never seen it before. It was a spectacular thing to watch. I thought it was just a lovely moment. And the Stewartstown supporters deserve huge credit for coming in uh, to the end of it and, and, and joining on. Um, because losing on penalties is not the GEA way. But clapping off the opposition like that, I thought that was a, a uniquely GA moment. Well, just thought it was a beautiful mm. moment. Mm. Um, so it should, should be recognised. And, and I, 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 I was... The Drumlane team kind of pulled into a huddle after after the game and then the presentation happened and I was kind of coming onto the field and they were almost on the far side of the field in the centre and as I was walking across I heard just a couple of officials or a couple of people from Drumlane saying lads get two lines there let's give these boys a guard of honour and it it was like wildfire spreading everybody was like that's a great idea let's go go get a guard of honour together and all of a sudden, there was a flag. You can see it up on the We Are Calvin social media. There was a flag up on Twitter, uh, and it, it just was a tunnel of support. And I just thought it was a nice moment because, yeah. in that place where you're after losing on penalties, you've given everything you possibly can, you know, and you're after giving a lot of joy to the community. The community was there to lift them back up when they needed it. I just I loved it. It was mm. a special moment, I thought.
1: Special moment, yeah. And that'll do so much for their club now because people are probably closer than they ever were. Yeah. And that was the. Physical illustration of it there, like literally, people were arms around each other and standing up in a row for these lads. So it's it's fantastic, and it's fantastic for West Cavan as well. Like, that shouldn't be underestimated. West Cavan seems to be getting battered all the time with immigration, and a um, couple of the clubs mm. have slipped back, got heavy defeats, and stuff like that, and amalgamations, and all the rest of it. Um, it's just proof of what can be done there, like, yeah, like um, with a bit of vision. And if it means enough to enough people, like, you can you can achieve what you want. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Before we go very, very quickly, a um, couple of results to bring through. So the O'Reilly Concrete on the 20 Division One semi-finals. coo getting the better of Rammer, 2.13 to Rammer, 3.13 to coo uh, Southern Gales getting the better of Killigary comfortably, 5 goals and 16 to 1 goal and 11. So repeat of last year's final on Saturday afternoon coming in knockbride at 2 o'clock. Um... The Cullens boys, they, they they left themselves a mountain to climb, but they climbed it and got over the top of it. They were ten points down on stage.
1: Ten points down against Rammer, yeah, fantastic win for Cullens. And th- th- as you said, a repeat of last year's final, which w- which was fiery enough at the end of the game uh, last year. That game was played in Virginia, so uh, th- this is this is going to be a real interesting one there. Like <laughs> obviously, Garen are no one heart, who unfortunately stayed in the a ship injury, but. Seeing that the rest of our big guns, like uh, Tiernan Madden and Dara Madden and Ryan Brady and some of these class players have won senior medals. On the other side, you've got, obviously, Nigel Carroll the county senior. You've got Torlach Farley, uh, Niall McGee and uh, county minors and under-20s all over the place as well. So, uh, fantastic, fantastic game in the offing there. Should be a big, big game. 13 aside, though. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it when, when you, you told me that that the Division 1 under 20 championship is 13 aside. I think that is a bit of an alarm bell. Um, mm. if, if we haven't got even eight teams to play out at Division 1 under 20 championship and have enough players to play 15 aside, then we have to ask that is sort of the, the early flag for a bit of a crisis coming down the line because, I mean, Jesus, it's Division 1 and mm. we're, we're talking about big clubs we here. We
0: haven't five teams. Yeah. Now, the the disappointing thing for me was, for the semi-finals that I I, I seen both of them, I think both si- all four sides had more than five subs. Mm. Um, I think that now Killygarry may not have had um, that many subs, but they, I think they had had two or three minimum anyway, and there was a few more that were in track suits that I couldn't quite tell if they were subs or not. But <laughs> there's no doubt about it that the other three sides had more than enough to play fifteen a side. So. I don't understand why it wouldn't be 15 a side when, when the sides have it. It's, it's different if you don't have the 13 or you don't have 15, you got to play 13. But I, I didn't see that as an excuse for any of these games. And I think that the rule, I must look it up or find out, if the rule isn't that it's 13 if you cannot field 15, then the rule is wrong. Mm. Because I can understand sometimes you could have 12 really good quality players and, and two more. That aren't as good But You know Or three more And, and you're kind of saying Well look at all we can feel Is 13 But It's a different scenario If you can get the numbers together mm. You know so
1: Yeah it's, it's disappointing I actually think that The under 20 championship Has been downgraded Kind of year on year I know it's played at a bad time of year But Seven or eight years ago There was a lot more mm. Hype about that There was a, there, It seemed to be a better championship Seven or eight years ago And it was 15 aside back then I know you had a lot of amalgamations But You had the same amalgamations Popping up and doing well in it mm. I, I, I remember making a I ever making a proposal, but I contacted the County Board with an idea back then that they play the Under 20 Championship off over a weekend. Yeah, that's so, right. Something like the Sigerson Cup, and you could have it, the Under 20 Festival of Football. And we played in Caventown, and you'd use Drummond Lee and Terry Coyle and Breffney and, and Killigarry, maybe the Bridge or Bally Hayes, and they would all be centred around there. And you played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and the first weekend of December. Something like the Sigerson, but not long after that, the Sigerson then got. Shafted away from weekend action. <laughs> Sigerson became woke, and <laughs> lads, it was too tough on lads. They used to play three games over weekend. Now they only play Friday and Sunday or something mm. over their finals weekend. So maybe, maybe player welfare kicks in the play. You couldn't do that, but I think that would be that would be a great stage for the under twenties who were to do that. It would be a great hype around it. And it would it would shorten the the season at this end time of the year when lads need a break.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe so,
1: maybe so. Um, I know your theory is we need, to we more, need more football. football.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I, I. The more I say that, the more I think I'm 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 on my own, or, or there's very few of us who believe we should have more football. So
1: well, we're after we sit and sitting watching the schools game between Virginia College and Ballyrocc Community Schools. Great game! What a game! Yeah,
0: yeah, absolute quality game. I was going to uh, bring that up. We we will go to that in a minute. Congratulations to Kingscourt Stars. They won the Division Three on the 20th championship, beating Mullohorn 4-12 to 2-10. and in the Division Four final, Saint Thomas's. Uh, survived a late rally from Neve Breed to win it one thirteen to 19. Um so congratulations to St Thomas's. Of course, that's Balenyat and and then in that one, um, Ballyborra in the market. Sorry,
1: Keen McCabe but one five in that game.
0: Keen did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great scorer. That nah, quality player at Division Four, even if it is eleven aside. Yeah. probably actually eleven aside is is more to his liking because more space from the run. Yeah. Um, sorry, into the, the schools football. Uh, St. Pat's, as we mentioned a few weeks or the week before last, they beat St. Eunan's in their first game um, in the McGrory Cup. They were well beaten by St. Michael's in their second game in Derry Lynn yesterday afternoon. Um, a comfortable, comfortable win for the Ennis Gillen side. Uh, they've won more game now against Oma CBS, which they've got to win uh, to keep their their McGrory Cup hopes alive. In the Markey Cup, then Baileyboro got the better of Ballygally, and Virginia got the better of. Uh, Bally Bay in the opening rounds, and the two sides met again today in Muller, and it was a cracking game of football, very high scoring, real good quality scores in it, and after a late, late rally that put Virginia back in front, Bailey, where I came from behind to win it, what, uh, I thought it was a brilliant game.
1: Brilliant game, yeah, you had Lorcan Riley there from that pride, really stood up strong, I thought Matthew Smith as well um, did very well, Adam McKenna, full back for for Virginia to show great leadership Nathan Levy Valencia there as well and several others a great goal by Dean McCabe in the first half just a really good game with lots of talented players on the show mm. so it's great to see and great to see um, Bailey Burr not alone beating Virginia which is which is uh, a, a rarity thing, yeah. but they also beat Ballygally, so great to see any cabin team beating their own <laughs> long way to continue
0: long may it continue what it means is
1: Bailey Burr have now qualified for the semi-final
0: of that, that marquee sorry I think it could be quarterfinals. I'm not sure if it's semi-final or quarter final, but top two go through. And Virginia have it in their own hands that if they beat Balligali in their final game, they also make it. So the two Cavan teams are probably in good position to to progress out of that group of four. So um excellent to see that and, and we'll try to uh, get our hands on more of the school's football results as as they're coming in over the next few weeks. But well done to, to Baileyborough today. Um that's all with time for Paul. Right then. What? Thanks a million folks for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast Don't forget to check out the die-hard service over on Patreon.com forward slash WeAreCalvin where we look back over Castle Rahan's loss against Curduff in the Ulster Intermediate Championship semi-final
2: Yes it was great, yes it was great, yes it was great stuff And Larry has put it over the
1: bar It was hard, fast football after that You in
2: in care nice was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time?
1: And then the k it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Cavan doing
2: all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonough, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Finn What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan. Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. How are you? How